Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hello, onliners. Hello, podcasters. Um, This morning might be a little bit different if you're listening online or podcasting, um, because we're just going to see what's going to happen, if that's okay. But we're stoked that you've joined us. Um, We love you. And if you're new with us, welcome. Um, My name is Charlie. I am the senior pastor here um, with my husband, who is on his way in with our son. Um, Actually, the first thing that I wanted to do was to actually pray, because our world at the moment is in a little bit of turmoil. I don't know if anyone has noticed. Um, there's lots of stuff going on. Is Nat playing? Is Nat on? Can't hear. It's very quiet in here, church. You're going to have to help me because I just this, this awkward vibes. It's like, can't deal. Um, no, so um, we are first going to pray because I think it's important as a church. Um, we can be very... Um, focused on this, which is fantastic. Um, But at the same time, we are called to pray and our prayers change things. And there's stuff going on in our world to do with Israel at the moment, if you haven't noticed, um, some of the worst fighting um, across there that they've had in years. Um, And I was watching it yesterday, last night on the news, and I was just so moved because it's just both sides, like civilians, um, children. So I think that we should pray. Um, and also there's lots of other stuff going on. So um, India at the moment with all the COVID stuff, um, the stuff going on in China. Um, and so I just think it would be great as a church for us to look outside of our four walls um, and be the church. Um, So if you're not aware of those situations, it's all good, but I just thought, kind of brought to my attention, I was like, let's just take a moment in our service to pray if that's okay. And even just like, you know, I mean, yeah, we are so blessed in Australia, so extremely, extremely, extremely blessed. Um, There's so much that goes on in the world still today, you know, sex trafficking victims, lots of people that have incurable diseases, especially in third world countries, you know, we have an incredible medical system. So I just think there's still stuff going on that we need to be aware of. And I want to just take a moment to pray if that's okay. So pray with me. (laughs) Um, So Father, we thank you and we honour you. um, That you are the king, like we've been saying, of the world. Um, And we just pray for our world right now as Christians. And if you are a Christian, please feel free to pray. Please start speaking in tongues. Start, you know, let's actually pray because we're not a quiet church in Jesus' name. So we lift up to you right now um, everything that's going on, especially in Israel. Jesus, I just pray for your peace over that nation. I pray for your peace over those people, over those cities, God, um, for the destruction, for everything that's going on. We just ask King Jesus that you come and you bring your peace, you bring your safety, you bring your protection. Jesus, for what's going on around the world with COVID, we continue to pray against that in Jesus' name. We continue to call on the name of Jesus that is higher than any other name. We ask for your um, your wisdom into medical things. We ask for your wisdom in, in doctors, in nurses that are dealing with um, horrible cases all around the world, God. And we just ask that um, you just come and you move, God. I just ask, Holy Spirit, that the Christians around the world will start to rise up, will start to pray, will start to declare your truth and your wisdom. Jesus, we pray for 
people that are suffering incurable diseases right now around the world. God, we ask for your healing. We ask for breakthrough in medical systems when it comes to cancers, when it comes to all these different diseases that don't have a cure yet. God, we ask for your wisdom. We ask for your wisdom to come and um, bring in your healing and your justice and your truth in those situations. We pray for the orphans. We pray for the widows. We pray for the children right now that are suffering across our world, God. We just, we take notice, God, and we just say it's not good enough. And so as Christians, as your sons and your daughters, we rise up and we pray. We pray, we pray, we pray. We ask for you to come and invade. We ask that you send out your angels, your ministering angels to come and invade situations. We ask for supernatural break through supernatural provisions. We ask across this world right now where there is need, where there is hurt, where there is brokenness, where there is darkness, God, that You would come and You would just bring Your light, bring Your truth, bring Your freedom. And Jesus, like we said before, we ask that You use us, whether it's with our finances, whether it's with our words, whether it's with our prayers. God, that we put our hand up and we say, use us, King Jesus, because we are sick and tired. of the things that are going on in this world that is not kingdom and that is not you. And we thank you, God, that in amongst all of the chaos, you are still God, you are still good, and you are still in control. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. All right, good. Nat, I'm going to keep you here. Is that okay? Do you need a chair? Would you like a stool? Can someone get... What? Oh, this, you can just take Leishy's stool. Amazing, 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 amazing. So, here we are. Here we are. Are we good, church? Are you good? You're alive, you're breathing, you're here. Amazing. Amazing. I think we're going to do something a little bit different today. What's the time? We've got half an hour. You are mine for half an hour. Who knows what can happen, hey? Um, Okay, so let's do this. Um, Like I said before, when I kind of came up and just directed a little bit, I've said to you before, church, that I'm kind of at this place in my own life, and Vinaya is the same, where I am just so unsatisfied, but I think it's a good thing, as in I'm thankful and I'm grateful for my life, for what I've got. But I currently look at the church, I'm not saying, I'm saying the wider church, and I'm just, I'm so hungry and I'm so desperate for Him. I'm so at this place where I'm just like, oh, I just... I desire in my heart, let me just share my heart and I'm going to cry and I'm sorry. And I know podcasts, it's really weird when you cry. It sounds really gr- like gross. I was going to say gross. Um, I listened back to myself one time when I was crying and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, podcasters, because it's all like snotty and like slobbery and um, I don't know, because you get slobbery when you cry. Um, so I'm sorry, but it's going to happen. Oh, thanks, Rai. Oh, bless. <laughs> um just hear my heart. I, I grew up in the best family, <laughs> my beautiful parents, um, and they were amazing in terms of the way that they brought me up, knowing Jesus, um, 
my mom, I just, I mean, if anyone knows my mom, she's pretty much hasn't changed. She's all through my life was singing Christian choruses and worshipping God. And, and I got brought up with that and it was so beautiful and I loved it. Um, I've been in church a lot of my life, all of my life, actually. Um, and marrying into the Halliday family was the best. So Benai's parents, if you don't know, they were pastors here first. I never had the ambition to be a pastor. Just, I don't know if this is too real, but let's just go with it. Um, I never was like, I know some people are like, yes, I really want to, you know, do ministry full time. And I never wanted that, honestly, um, because I was just, I was so open to God using me in whatever capacity. I didn't think that I had to be running a church to do that. So it was never in the forefront of my mind. Like my goal is to be a senior pastor. Um, and then we got presented with the opportunity from Benai's parents. And Benai and I, we prayed and we sought God about it because we know that it's a huge responsibility for our family in terms of me and Benaiah, but also for you guys, for the leadership of this church, for, you know, looking after the sheep and all of that. It's huge. It's not just a, a willy-nilly thing. It's actually, it's a massive thing. When we prayed about it, we honestly felt so much peace, but I just, there was always this kind of, wrestle inside Benar and I of the type of church that we saw and what we were believing God for. And I think for us, the wrestle has continued. We're coming up to three years in June that we've been pastors here. And that wrestle is still there of, we, we believe for something that we're not yet seeing. And if I can be really real and really honest with you, church, we have an incredible community here. We have an amazing church family. We have incredible connect groups, amazing worship. God is doing phenomenal things and I'm thankful, but I'm not satisfied because I know that there is more and I know that there is more that God wants to do in terms of pouring out His Spirit on us and our hunger and our revelation of Him, our worship, what we are doing in this city, how we love people, how we talk to people about Jesus, how we even, but what we believe God for. Like even this morning when we came into church, will you believe in God for a miracle? Will you believe in God for something supernatural to take place? Will you believe in that you were going to have a crazy encounter that was forever going to make you up and change you and shift your life in a totally different direction that you never experienced or never thought of. Like, and I just think that there is so much more that God has for us. And as a church family, I want to say we're doing good. We're doing good. You should be so proud of who we are as a church. Benar and I are so thankful. But also, let your hearts yearn and become desperate for more. Because if you are doing that, Benar and I are doing that, every time we come for us to a Sunday, we're just, there's just this. And I honestly believe it's, it's a prophetic as well because there's, there's songs and there's movements coming out of different churches. Hillsong Church just released that song that we sung this morning, Fresh Wind. And it's like across the world, there's like this kind of, I don't know, groan underneath the surface and like this grit of there's something more, God. Like we want a fresh wind. We want something that's revival. And, and I know that that word has been a dirty word before that, you know, revivals come and go and they don't last and they mess people up because Christians get weird and um, spiritual. And if you've been in the church for a long time, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, don't worry about it. Um, 
But when I hear revival, I think that's supposed to be our everyday movement, life, the way that we are interacting with our world. It shouldn't be something that comes and goes in a meeting. It should be something that is sustained because it's just heaven. It's just kingdom. It's just Him. And I just wanted to remind us, and I feel like at the moment, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of opinion. There's a lot of, I don't know, like dust being kicked up that can take our focus and take our attention. But honestly, church, can I just rezone and refocus us back in? This year, we said it was going to be a year of pursuit. We said we were running after the heart of God like never before. How are you going with your pursuit? How are you going with your hunger? How are you going with your desperation for Him? Because I think I can do better, 100%. And I just think that that, the simplicity of, of the kingdom is it's all about Him. It is all about Him. And through Him, everything else is a repercussion. We will have salvations. We will, we will talk to people in our world, in our city. We will, we will minister to people at their hour of need, whether it's healing, whether it's generosity, whether it's salvation. When you are pursuing Him and you know His heart and you love Him because out of that flows Him. His mission was always people. His mission was always to come and seek and save the lost. He didn't come for the healthy. He didn't come for the religious. He came for the ones that needed Him. And us as a church, that should be our mission. Our pursuit of His heart should always result in an outworking of His love outside of these four walls, in your family, in your workplaces, in your schools, in your unis, in wherever you are. And I just think... We can do better. (laughs) Let me read this to you. Psalm 63. We started the year with this and I just feel like we've forgotten. (laughs) So I'm going to remind us. Psalm 63 says, and I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation, if that's okay. Sound, guys. O God of my life, I am lovesick for you in this weary wilderness. See, snotty nose, it's just it's happening. I thirst with the deepest longings to love you more, with cravings in my heart that can't be described. Such yearning grips my soul for you, my God. I am energised every time I enter your heavenly sanctuary to seek more of your power and drink in more of your glory. This is his sanctuary. You should be coming here this morning being like, I want to, Know more of your power and drink in more of your glory in Jesus' name. For your tender mercies mean more to me than life itself. How I love and praise you, God. Daily I worship you passionately and with all my heart. My arms will wave to you like banners of praise. I overflow with praise when I come before you for the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else. You are such a rich banquet of pleasure to my soul. I lie awake each night thinking of you and reflecting on how you help me like a father. 
I sing through the night under your splendor shadow, offering up to you my songs of delight and joy. With passion, I pursue and cling to you because I feel your grip on my life. I keep my soul close to your heart. Oh, church, even reading that out, you should be like, yes, amen. Amen, I believe that. Yes, God, like, like let's actually, again, just get revived in the truth of His Word every day. This is like the most beautiful passage of Scripture. And we can just sit there and be like, yes, it's amen, it's really good. Or you can read that and go, oh, I feel that. I feel that deep in here because I 100%, that is my heart's cry. Yes, God. Yes, I do. I am lovesick for you. My gosh, when was the last time that some young people might be in love? I'm in love. Um, But when you were in love, those first stages of like, going out, Benara and I, our first date, neither of us wanted to go on it, just just a little FYI. Um, so we, he'd asked me out on a date and then I got to the day and I said to Ange, I was like, oh, I don't know if I really want to go. And Benara said to his dad, oh, I don't think I'm going to cancel. And we owe our love to my sister and his dad who both said, you have committed, you are going, because we were just going to, we were just chickens. Anyway, so we went on a date and it was beautiful and we all know what the first like moments of love are like so you know you're on your best behavior and you make sure that you've got good breath and you know everything's all nice and and the first flutters of like oh. I remember when I was like you'll know that I am keen or like you know I want to make it official when I hold your hand because um, we obviously like Christians so you don't touch um, <laughs> I'm joking I'm sorry so by our third date, we went on two, three dates. By our third date, we were walking from the restaurant to the movie and I was just walking and then he held my hand and I was like, oh, and like I didn't like even make it like subtle at all. And then I was like, stop it, stop it, stop it. And then I was like, and when we got to the movies, we were waiting for the movie and then he was like, so we're doing this. And I was like, what are we doing? Um, and he's like, well, I held your hand, didn't I? And I was like, no, no, you have to ask me. And he was like, what? And I was like, and so Benai was like, will you be my boyfriend? And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> um, anyway, and then I was, he was like, will you be my girlfriend? And I was like, oh, actually, no, but just joking. Um, and that moment of just like, you know, you're giddy, you're excited. It's like, oh, very And our love story, by the way, we knew each other for years before we started dating. We started dating in April. He bought my engagement ring in July. We were then engaged in September and married in the following January. So within nine months, um, because like they say, when you know, you know. Um, no, but we obviously, both of us, you know, we uh, were at an age, we were a little bit older and, you know, didn't want to stuff around and we just, we didn't want to date if it wasn't going to go anywhere. So, but I remember those giddy moments of love with Benaiah. I still have them now. No, <laughs> um, But just when you're in love and it's like, you are my favourite person in the whole world. I want to be around you. We don't even have to talk. We can just sit there. We don't even have to, like, I just want to be close to you. I want, I want to feel safe when I, like, I feel safe when I'm with you. I just want you to be around. Those crazy love moments, those moments of just like, you're all I think about. You're all I talk about. You're, if anyone wants to know our story, it's like, oh, yes, I'll tell you about our love. And it's like, 
that crazy love. And maybe some of you have experienced that. Maybe some of you haven't yet experienced that. You have lots to look forward to. Um, But that love, that you are all consuming, you are everything that I want to be with, even more so with love itself, with the person of love, the king of love, the one that actually is perfection. Sorry, Benai is not perfection. He's amazing, but he has huge faults and failures. Jesus, my king, my God, who is absolute love, absolute perfection, my love for him, that love. So when I read that verse, oh, your hearts should just burst with like, yes, Yes, that is, I love, my arms will wave to you like banners of praise. I overflow with praise when I come before you. I lie awake each night thinking of you. How many of you did that when you first started dating or husbands or your wives or whatever, and you were like, you just were imagining seeing them again? This is Jesus. This is the, we're supposed to have that with Him. And do you know what? I don't think this ever gets old. I don't think you ever get to a maturity in your Christian walk where you shouldn't be desperately in love with Him. I don't think that you ever get to a point where you're like, oh, now I'm a mature Christian, so that's my son just saying amen. Good on you, bear. You're louder than most of the church. (laughs) No, joking. (laughs) Anyway, but I don't think you ever get to a point where you're like, I've reached maturity now of my Christian walk. I'm going to do a theology degree and just study the Word. Like, you should still have that crazy, passionate, desperate love for Him. You should still be wanting to get to know Him. You should still be chasing after Him. You should still be reading your Word. You should still be in in love with worship and just sitting with Him and just going, oh God, I just want to spend time with you. After work, you're rushing home so that you can just sit with Him. At work, you're going into the stores and putting your, your earpods in and listening to worship because you just want to sit with Him. That crazy, desperate love, church, that, once you've got that, that is going to change our world because that is a love that you can't shake. That is a love that you can't not talk about. That is a love that you can't not share with the world. And sometimes I think that we just grow old. We grow old and cold and we have disappointments and we have things that have let us down in our life. Some of us go through grief, which is all so very real. And I'm not saying that your life is always sunshine and daisies. You still will have hard times. You still will go through things. But that is when your love, your love will pick you up and will carry you so gently and so kindly. He will put you on his shoulders and he'll say, it's all good. I got you. We'll get through this together. We'll get through this together. And you do. And you get to the other side and you're like, okay, what's next, my love? What's next, King Jesus? What have you got for me? But that love doesn't die out. That love doesn't grow cold. That we should be pursuing him with everything. Because church, what else are we going to do? I, I literally, in my own life, I... And I've, I've been asked to speak at another church up in Sydney in a couple of weeks. And I said to Benar, I was like, oh, like I don't even know what, I, what to say <laughs> because this is all I've got. <laughs> this is me. This is, I'm desperate for him. I'm desperate for his heart. And I'm desperate to see a people rise up and love him, but love their city and love our city and love the world.
with a love that changes, with a love that is kind, with a love that transforms. That's all I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about Him and I'm passionate about people meeting Him. I don't have much else. I don't have much theology. I don't have much background in, you know, whatever else. And But I was like, then that's all, that's, that's good enough. <laughs> if you bring Him, that's good enough. And I know, church, that I've, I've shared this before, but I just think when we are in a year of pursuing Him, I just want to remind us to pursue Him. <laughs> when we're in a month of salvations, I just want to remind us, let's be His hands and feet and see some salvations. It's actually even ridiculous that we do a month of salvations. It should just be our life. It should just be us walking with Him. It should just be us being in love with Him that sees that happen every day. And I love this. I'm just going to read John 13, 34. It says a new commandment. It's not on the screen. I'm so sorry, but you can write it down or flick to it yourself. John 13, 34 says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. He loves us. And then from that love, we love each other. And then from that love, the world sees that we're different. We need to love people back to life. We need to love our city back to life. We need to love our world back to life. We need to love the broken and the hurting and the the worst of the worst. They don't need judgment. They don't need condemning. They don't need you wagging a finger at them. I remember, and I've I've shared this before, when I've gone and and spent time with Benaiah's parents and his dad would talk to me about where he's at with God and it's stuck with me. And I feel like we need reminding of this, that God is not about right and wrong. And Christians, and I'm in a workplace. I love my workplace. I'm, I'm very blessed. I work in a high school. And, and they have make comments all the time about different Christians that they know. And, blah, and they know I'm a Christian. They know I'm a pastor. And they said, oh, yeah, typical Christians. Yeah, judgy. And I'm like, oh. and it's true. Because we're focused on right and wrong. That is right. That is wrong. What you are doing is wrong. The way you're living your life is wrong. And it comes across judgy. It comes across not loving. It's not kind. And Benaiah's dad said this to me. He said, I wish, he goes, this is the thing that I've come, come up with now. Or come up with. This is the revelation I've got now. It's not about right and wrong. It's about life and death. Are you life in that person? Are you life in them? Are you adding life and freedom and joy and encouragement and truth to them? Or do you death them with your condemnation? Do you death them with your words? Do you death them with your accusations? Who cares? It's not our job. It is not my job to tell a person how to live their life. No way. It is my job just to love. I will love people back to life. I will love people with truth and I will love people with life. But it says it's the Holy Spirit's job to bring conviction. If someone asks me, if someone has a question, I'll still tell them what I believe. But at the end of the day, gosh, I cannot change people's lives. No way. That is all up to Him. 
But you get that revelation when you're all in love with Him because you realise that He did that for you. He didn't come in and go, look at you. You're no, He scooped you up and He said, let me hold you. Let me love you. Why do you feel like that? Why are you hurting? Why? He was the one that loved me back to life. Once you're pursuing His heart, once you are in love with Him, then it's your job to love other people back to life. And then do you know what? Our church will be filled. People will be knocking on the door trying to get in because they're like, that is a house of love. That is the house of acceptance. That is a house of truth. That is a well that actually fills and refreshes my soul. Can I just remind us, church, who we are? Because I was in the office and we have it on our wall in the office, our celebration code. And this is who we are. We are all about Jesus, number one. All about Him. Oh, I was listening to that Israel Houghton song, Jesus at the Centre of It All, if anyone knows it. Oh, so good. Jesus is the centre. We believe that it is all about Him. We are blessed to be a blessing. We are revival. Not we believe in revival. We are revival. As Celebration Church, you are revival. I am revival. Mikey is revival. Tommy is revival. And they go out little revivals, little fires to spread. You are revival. We are faith people, which means we believe God for big things, not small, not just mediocre, not these little, like, I don't know, God, let me get through my day today. Like big things, faith, faith that moves mountains. We are innovators, new ways of doing things. New and exciting ways. We love people. This is what I'm talking about. Do you love people? Or do you condemn them? Do you accuse them? We love them. We are Bible people. We 100% believe in the truth of the Word of God, not our opinion, which is why we always come back to Scripture. This beautiful psalm. It's not me writing down my heart cry to God. This is Scripture. This is what our heart's cry is. We are a house of salvation. Come on. We are a house of salvation. We are leaders who raise leaders. We believe that you are called to be a leader in your family, in your workplace. Doesn't mean that you're leading thousands. Some of you probably are leading thousands. But you, we are raising people of influence in Jesus' name. We are a well. A well. Remember, we used to have the well up here cup of water, dry and thirsty, dry and weary people that we would come and we would refresh. Come, say, come, sit, be healed, be refreshed. We are better together. Unity. It's all about unity. We can't do this on our own. I can't do this on my own. And that we will celebrate. We celebrate salvations. We celebrate those testimonies. We celebrate when you guys are going through incredible things, but we also stand with you when you need help and assistance and like you're loving, loving back to life. That is who we are. We're not a church that is boring. We're not a church that is self-focused. We're not a church that just comes for ourselves. We are not a church, oh, the code is back there. If you want to take a photo of it when you, when you go out, I just saw the big thing. Um, we are not. And like I said, for as long as Benara and I have seen you pastors, that could be for the next five years, one year, 50 years, who knows? <laughs> Who knows? As long as we're here, we do not want a church that is just comfortable. We want you to be thankful. We want you to be grateful. But I don't want you to be satisfied. Because there is so much more. 
when we pursue his heart, we find his love and that affects us. It it should affect the way that you talk. It should affect the way that you do life. It should affect the way that you do business. It should affect where you put your money, where you put your finances. He, He should affect you to the point where you are making change. Where someone's not surprised when you say, oh, yeah, I go to church. Oh, do you? Yeah. (laughs) Couldn't tell. (laughs) Like, people shouldn't be shocked at your love for him. Because it should just be. It should just be. And I know there's so many of you that are so desperate for this. I know there's so many of you that are so hungry for this. But I just want to realign us. Honestly, it's him or nothing. And people will be in different stages of that, by the way. Some of you will be just in that initial pursuit. Some of you will be needing to be carried by Jesus, and that's okay. Some of you will be at the point where you're raring to go, bull out of the gates, like, let's go and get him, baby. Like... You know, some of you maybe just then need to come back. Maybe you hear this and you go, well, actually, I do feel like a pile of dry old bones. <laughs> That's okay. That is okay. But I just, yes. We don't do God any favours by coming to church. He, he doesn't need us to. <laughs> Can I encourage some people? Was that okay? haven't done this for a while in church and I I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable or awkward. Um, No, uh, straight up, that is not my heart. Um, So, yes. I would like to encourage Tommy. (laughs) Mr. Tom Herbert, I'd actually like to pray for you. That's okay. Um, but Tom, my gosh, if you don't know Tom Herbert, he's here sitting in the front row. Um, and Tom has a well and a spark and a fire in him for healing. And I remember years ago in youth, we would stay back, a couple of us would be packing up for youth on a Friday night. And we would talk about supernatural stuff. We would talk about angels. We'd talk about demons. We'd talk about, you know, the kingdom in that kind of way. And Tommy, I just want to remind you who you are. And I want to do it publicly because I think that our church needs to be reminded of who you are. Um, You're a force to be reckoned with, Tom Herbert, and God has placed bigness inside of you. He's placed a well of healing of life and of revival and it's been there for years and it might feel dry sometimes it might feel un not flowing sometimes but it's who you are 
and I see thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people being influenced specifically by you, not just our church, but by Tom Herbert, that you will walk into the gates of heaven and you will be applauded by thousands that have been impacted by your life and your ministry. And I just want to encourage you to not grow weary because you will see and you've believed for things in terms of like crazy supernatural stuff and you will be rewarded for your faith. You will be rewarded for the things that you have pursued and might not have seen yet. But I just wanted to remind you, he has, and for the church, healing and revival. So Tommy, would you mind standing and can we just pray for you as a church? Jolie and Mark, can you just stand with him? Ryan, you can stand as well. So church, why don't you lift out your hands towards Tom? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father God, I just thank you so much for Tom. Father, I thank you that you're not finished with him yet. I thank you that his best days are ahead. And I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you start to fan into flame again the gifts that you have placed inside of him for healing and for revival. God, I pray for a supernatural boldness to bubble up and well up inside of him that will not um, be held back by fear or by his confidence, God, but will be so um, convicted about what you have for this world. God, I pray that he will be flooded with people that need healing, that his world will be surrounded by people that have some form of sickness or illness. And Tommy, you would have the most amazing opportunities to pray and speak life into people. I pray for boldness and courage as he steps out, God. And I pray that all the things that he's believing for that he has not yet seen, God, that you would remind him of them in Jesus' name and that you would encourage him, God. But I think that this season that you're stepping into, Tom, is going to be your most joyful, is going to be your most fruitful, is going to be your most overflowing to the point where you will stand and be amazed at what God is doing in and through you, God. So I pray that you stir up again, Holy Spirit, fanning to flame over his life, Jesus, what you have for him in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Um, the beautiful kings, Cynthia and Tony, beautiful head. So if you don't know the kings, they're sitting back there. Um, I just wanted to encourage you two um, with where you guys are at. I just, I was up the back before and I saw you and I felt like um, there is like a pile of dirt. Um, <laughs> sounds a bit funny. Um, but there is little green shoots that are starting to form. And I felt like I just needed to encourage you both that the seeds that you have planted and what you have sown into has not been forgotten. And so even though it seems like it's a bit dusty and dirty at the moment, there's some green shoots and there's some green life and his timing is perfect. I feel like you need to be reminded his timing is perfect. Um, the harvest is not being forgotten. It's there. Um, and I feel like in that moment, you will stand and be amazed um, at what is going to come forth and what is going to start to grow um, in your little garden. Um, and so just be encouraged by that. Be encouraged that he sees you. He knows you. He loves you both so deeply. Um, but that, yeah, he's, he's holding you. I feel like he's just got his big daddy arms around you. I'm just giving you a big cuddle. So can we, Alex and Joel, do you want to go stand with them? Well, let's just pray for the kings. They're incredible, incredible couples. So church, why don't you stretch out your hands towards them. Stand if you feel comfortable or you can sit, whatever. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank You so much for the kings, God. I thank You so much for their season, God. I thank You so much that You are with them, God, that You are holding them. And Father, I pray for the things that they have planted, the things that they have sown, God. I thank You that they are beginning to grow. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that You start to encourage their hearts, that You start to encourage um, their spirits, God, that You start to revive them and refresh them, that as You, Holy Spirit, start to water those precious little seedlings that are growing, God, that You would also protect them. You would protect them from any birds that would try and rob the seedlings, but God, that they would just enjoy their little garden starting to grow again, that they would enjoy the little seeds coming to life again. Father God, I thank You that You're not finished with them. I thank You that that You see their journey, but that You are on the journey with them. I thank You, God, that You have a plan and a purpose that is beyond their wildest dreams or imagination. And Father, I thank You, God, that You are holding them and You are carrying them so kindly in this season, God. I I pray for Your love to overwhelm them in such a fresh and beautiful way. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that they will just be able to be so encouraged that You are bringing things to life again. You are bringing things to life again. You are raising up these little seedlings to life again. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen, Amen, Amen. Amen, Amen, Amen. Amen, Amen, Amen. Amen. Joe, I wanted to also pray for you. Um, Joe is a little firecracker, <laughs> if you haven't met Miss Joe Perkins. Um, Joe, you're, you have bigger influence and bigger, um, what's the word? I guess a bigger calling um, than what you realise sometimes. I think sometimes you have moments and you have glimmers of belief and of faith, um, but then sometimes that gets squashed. And so I just wanted to encourage and remind you that you are a woman of warfare um, and your worship is your warfare. And don't ever underestimate your role in the kingdom and your role in in, in the kingdom and the, 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 what, the part that you have to play, it is bigger. And even when you felt discouraged and even when you felt like it's been forgotten, um, there is a role for you there. And I just wanted to speak that into life again, um, that you would pick up your sword again. I think I've said that to you. But I feel like I've actually like prophesied over, the, there we go, time, times two. Um, that yeah, there's a sword. Um, so I feel like pick up your sword again, fight again, um, the role that you have to play is more significant um, than what you realise. So let's just pray for beautiful Joe. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you so much for Joe, God. And I pray that Holy Spirit in this moment, that you would just speak to and encourage her heart. Father, that you would start to fan into flame again, um, that warrior spirit, that worship spirit, that heart after you, God, that she would be so encouraged that what you have for her is bigger and better than what she realises, God. I pray, Holy Spirit, for um, wisdom in the way that she works, wisdom in the things that she says, wisdom in the way that she approaches people, God, but God, that you would just um, come alongside her, God, and just encourage her again to pick up her sword, pick up her shield, go into battle on behalf of people. You have an intercessory spirit as well, Joe. You pray for people, you worship for people. 
that causes change. So Father, I pray that you just encourage her heart this morning, that you see her, that you know her, and that the role that she has to play is bigger. And Father, I pray that you give her a boldness and a confidence to step out into situations and to say the things that you put on her heart to say, um, that she will be encouraged and blessed by the testimonies and the fruit that comes from her walk with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. We haven't done this for a while. Is this okay, church? It's okay. It is okay. Um, cool. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you just close your eyes for a minute where you're at. Thank you, Jesus. 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 worship you. I worship you, Jesus. Let the weight of his glory fall. The weight of his presence just wash over you. Be refreshed in the well this morning. Be refreshed by his love. Be refreshed by his comfort some grieving hearts in the room. He is comforter. He is comfort in your grief. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I just want to offer, we're going to finish with worship, but just keep your eyes closed. I just want to offer an invitation of salvation um, because it wouldn't be right of me to speak about pursuing him and a heart for him and his love for you and not offer that opportunity. So, and honestly, church, I know a lot of you have probably heard this so many times before, but let's not grow familiar with the power of having a moment for people to be saved and be set free. And do you know what? Some of you actually might even need to come back to this, come back to that moment of first love. And you can give that opportunity. I'll give you that opportunity. Even what Mark said in his testimony video, you know, he put his hand up all the time because he felt like he needed to. Sometimes we go through seasons where that's, we need to have that declaration again. So if you're in this place and either for the first time or as a, as a statement of Jesus, I'm coming back to you, you would like to say, yes, that's me. I'm all in. I give you my heart. I give you my, my soul. 
I give you everything, King Jesus, because you are worthy. Would you just raise your hand so that I can pray for you? I'm not going to get you up. I'm not going to get you to stand. But if that's you, you can just lift your hand. Amazing. Thank you so much. Once you put your hand up, you can put it down. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, Father God, I thank you for these incredible people that have put up their hand and said, yes, Jesus, I give you everything. I thank you, God, for this moment of freedom and truth and love. And God, I just pray that you will just shower them with your love like never before. King Jesus, as they make this commitment to say yes to you for all of their days, God, that they will be so overwhelmed with your love and your truth. And Father God, I pray for us as a church as well, that we will be just so driven and hungry to see other people encounter this moment of salvation. God, that for all of those names that we wrote down that we're believing for, God, I ask for opportunities. I ask for open doors. I ask for moments of conversation and and prayers to be answered, God. I ask that you would send out your angels on mission to help us with that, God. I ask that you would just, yeah, come and overwhelm us, Um, but that this would be something that we can celebrate as a church family, not just for a month, but for every, every month to come. Just the glory of seeing people come into relationship with you, that amazing, amazing moment, God, that we would just be so excited to encounter that in Jesus' name. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.